Hello, everyone. Welcome again to the Garden of Eden. Yeah, here with Pastor Deborah and me. We're going to start another wonderful episode, another part of this wonderful letter we've been working through called My Dear Spiritual Child Letter from Me, Agape Love Himself. We've been working through the whole thing so far. And we're up to number part or episode 59. You don't realize for years and years and years, I just studied. I stayed at home. I read books. I read, wrote, typed, thought, prayed. One time, God sent me home for two years just to study. See, I do a whole lot better when I'm by myself, like right now. Husband has gone fishing till late in the afternoon. The neighborhood is quiet. I can teach, maybe do two or three videos today. Yeah. Well, then I have to do a lot of editing, reviewing. That's right, exporting. And then uploading each one to YouTube. To the wonderful channels that I have. One, the Hidden Kingdoms channel. And two, the Children's channel for children of all ages. And we want to let you know I am recording in Zoom Pro. And I'm using a motion video, this one, by Pixabay. And you know, if and if you don't know, I don't use a green screen behind me. So things happen that look strange. I might be fuzzy to you, but I did check me out on the big screen TV. I look okay. The type looks good. Now, on your phone, or if you have maybe a a small laptop or tablet, I may not look as clear as I could be. But if you can't, just close your eyes and listen to the words. Mm Mm-hmm. And this motion video here is showing us the light coming through the darkness of trees, showing us that even in our lives that are filled with tall and powerful things, interwoven, where light can barely get through, that there is a light of knowledge, truth, that can shine to us and show us the way to go and show us to give us hope. That there is light outside of this dark forest. Yeah, you might want to call it Mirkwood. Yeah, from The Hobbit. Yeah, but that light is out there, shining brightly through the darkness of the trees for you to see and to walk towards it. Yeah, we're also going to be continuing in this episode Part number eight of the spiritual discipleship classes. Remember, we were working through some things, just a small portion of them, of which you're going to have to learn once you get born again and become a new creature in Christ. Mm -hmm. That's right. Lots to do. Babies need to eat all the time, then rest and think and then eat some more. A lot of eating. Nourishment coming in all the time, just like the sun, always shining on you, bringing you warmth and hope and life. So let's pray so we can get started. And I want to welcome also all of the new creatures from the far galaxies. They started coming yesterday and they even came back and said, thank you. They have been waiting. They've been worshiping other gods, they told me. Strange looking ones, just like we used to in our early years of civilization. You go watch some of those fantasy movies. We worship some rocks with faces. We worship just plain old rocks. We worship trees. We worship all the elements. We worshiped everything because we thought there was a God in everything. At least we realized we needed God. In our life. And he was in things. Here on earth. Didn't know what he was. Didn't know what he looked like. 
But slowly over time, he revealed himself. And then he started talking to us. Of course, all the other gods seem to talk also. Great movies, you just keep watching them. Mm -hmm. So these, we'll call them aliens, maybe to us, but to them, we're the aliens. I just call them living creatures from the far galaxies. Yeah, they came yesterday. I've been praying for them. I've been praying that I would go out to them. But God did it a different way. He brought them to the garden. Yeah. So I guess they got spirits too. And we got to reach them. So welcome to all of you. Yes, all of you from all over the far, far galaxies. That's right. You are welcome here. And we love you so much. Because this God that I, Pastor Deborah, serve, the God of light and love, the God of knowledge and truth, loves you also. Yeah, his name is Agape Love, the great I am, the great Elohim, Jehovah, Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, the Heavenly Father. That's right. The Father of Christ Jesus. Who is he? He was a young man that was sent from him. He used to talk to us about his father all the time, showed him to us, demonstrated, told us stories about the kingdom that they lived in. And then he went to the cross as a sacrifice to pay for all of our debts that we owed the kingdom of heaven and the laws of that kingdom. We may not know that we owed them, but we did. And so then we could be reconnected. Back to the Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. As his children. Boy, he's got a lot of children all over. And now you guys from the far galaxies. That's right. I watch a lot of those science fiction movies. Yeah. And I believe in you. That you are real. And you're out there. We just can't get to you yet physically. Because we don't have the ways and the means. But this way, spiritually. There's no time or distance too great for a copy love to travel, as you're finding out. So let's pray so we can get started. So living creatures of the garden, you help these new ones to find a place. And all you others that have been here, meet a new friend that you've not met yet. Mm -hmm. Welcome into the family. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. That you are shining your light out through the murkness, the darkness, and even the evil, wicked things of our worlds. Thank you, Father, that your heart is so big that you are reaching out beyond our known universes. And we are all discovering there's more to you, more life forms we can ever think of. Thank you for showing us that even in the earth, in the deep darkness, down at the very bottom, where no light can get in at all. There are creatures, living creatures. They make their own light. They look strange, but they are life forms. Father, we thank you that you are such a creative God, that you would create life everywhere. So, Father, we thank you that you are now working out in the far galaxies, beyond our reach, beyond our understanding. And touching living creatures. You said to go. You said to go to all the world. And preach your gospel. The good news of you and your son. And the way home. The way back to the light. Of love. And light and joy and peace and mercy. Truth and knowledge. And freedom. Father we thank you. That you will help us on this one. To learn more about ourselves and you and the many things, nutrients and nourishment we must take in from you. That we must learn about you. So be about your work of Isaiah 61, 62. Provide for us right now a Hebrews 4.12 spiritual circumcision. Separate our spirits from our soul's lust of its eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Help us to come out so that we may live in your light. Help us, Father, to desire you and your ways, your knowledge, your truth. Help us to grow and become a mature adult in the kingdom of heaven. 
serving you, serving the kingdom above all. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, we're going to pick up here in part number eight of spiritual discipleship. We were working through some scriptures when we began, and I'm going to go over them so we can get an idea, kind of remind and refresh ourselves. We were talking about that when you have lack of knowledge, once you're born again, or even before you begin, there are things that you cannot do. You you can't understand the world. You cannot uh, help people because you don't even understand what their needs are. And he is saying that when you lack spiritual knowledge and you reject his, he says, I will have to reject you that when you pray or petition him, he can't hear you because you're just flesh. It's only your soul that's talking. He is looking for your spirit because he's a spirit. He wants to have a relationship and talk with you, listen to you and teach you spirit to spirit. That means you're forever person. That part of you that's in your dirt body in here, because you are a kingdom. You are a spirit that's inside of a soul that's connected to the soul and inside this physical dirt body. Or if you're from another planet, whatever your planet's atmosphere or dirt or planet is made of. Mm -hmm. That's right. So he's trying to reach that part of you because that's who he is. That's his nature. He's a spirit. And he wants your spirit to know him spiritually. And he says, when you don't, then I can't hear your prayers because they're just flesh out of your soul. And he says, you can't petition people. You cannot pray for them. Nothing will happen. And then he goes on and tells us that many people have great delight in sacrificing to him, praying to him, lighting candles, bowing at walls, bowing while they repeat prayers, getting on their knees, washing their hands, wearing certain kind of clothes, covering their hair. Many people take delight in that. They believe that they are sacrificing. They are offering burnt offerings and sacrifices to the Lord. But he says more. That's not what he's looking for. That's all flesh. That's for your physical body and your soul. He's looking for your spirit to obey his spiritual voice. Well, you got to learn his voice. A lot of people never hear him. So they got to go to prophets. Mm hmm. The goal is for you to grow and learn and develop your relationship personally with him and him alone. So he can talk to you and you can talk to him. Sort of like the pattern we see with Christ Jesus, that he will be in you spiritually, in your spirit, through the Holy Spirit. And he will, your Holy Spirit will talk to your spirit. Mm -hmm. Then your spirit will talk to your soul. Then your soul will talk to your physical body. A lot of talking going on all inside of you. Now, if you explain that pattern out to people who work with mental health issues, they might think you have some problems and want to give you some medication. That's right. But also we're told by Samuel, it is much better to obey than to sacrifice. And to hearken, listen, pay attention to, than to offer sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And there are many gods out there, but there's only one God of agape love. When you're in the woods of Mirkwood, so to speak, out of the Hobbit movie, there's many creatures in there. They're powerful. There's illusions and bewitchment, confusion. The air is hard to breathe. There's spiders, creatures. And no light can get through, no fresh air. You have to get above that, like in the that Hobbit movie. Mm-hmm. 
where old Bilbo had to climb up one of these trees and get above and breathe the free air. When you are in something like down, you cannot see far. You cannot see in the future, the distance, and you cannot breathe. Stifling, confusion, the air is filled with bewitchment. You get lost, trapped. And he is saying you need light, like this sun. You need radiance, guidance, and the word of God. The word of God, which is God himself, is here to be this light, to guide you out of Mirkwood, out of the ignorance and darkness that you're in. So he says it's better that you listen and that you obey. But it's hard to obey when you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Little children, they don't do very well at that. You tell them no, and they do it anyway. And they get in a lot of trouble. It takes time to study and grow and learn. And then you will take a test. And you will pass or fail. And if you fail, you will take the test again after you study again. That's right. Or continue to be told in the Gospels, Luke and in James, that it's good to learn. But you must be not only a hearer. Well, I heard what you said. But you must become a doer. And how I explain it to people is let's say somebody tells you to uh, do something. You heard them tell you, but you don't do it. Now, it could be a good thing you're asked to do or a bad thing. It's so important to hear. That's why in a lot of places, people's, we'll say social media, meetings, very few people are heard. We'll say truth is not spoken. Maybe it's twisted, kept from you. There's a lot of different words for that. So you can't hear. Hearing also involves seeing. Hmm? So when you're learning, and you're learning how to obey, you must hear. You must see. You must understand. And sometimes you won't understand. I have many stories where God would tell me, you can't go back to that church. You can't do this. You can't pick up that phone. And I would get angry. I go, why not? And I didn't want to obey. But I knew he was looking out for me. Because very early in my life, I dedicated my life to him, to be in his service, for him to protect me. Because I didn't know how to do it. And I got off the path, but he protected me. So when he told me to do something directly, because I can hear him, and I, I would argue with him. To have a relationship, I can argue with God and go, why? Why can't I do that? Like one time he says, you can't go back to that church. There's too much evil there. I was so sad. I said, okay, I'll listen to it on the radio. No, you can't do that. You told me many times you can't do that. You can't be around that person. You've got to let them go. You've got to move on. And I had to keep remembering that when I dedicated my life to him, and I asked him to be my protector, that he would help me. Even when I didn't know what light ahead. I didn't want to be a part of anybody, anything that was not of him. Now, he can see far into the future around the corner. He can know, he knows what the enemy is planning. So he would tell me, no, you're finished there. That's done over with. And I would have to tell myself, even through the hurt and the pain, because my flesh wanted to do it was that God loved me more than I knew. And he was trying to protect me. 
He could see years down the road. He knew the enemy's plans. He was protecting me from things I didn't know or understand. And I would obey. Even though I didn't want to. So we're learning that you must not only hear, but you must learn to do. And he says, when you don't do, then your strength, your faith is not strong. It's a test when these things happen. So he's telling us, please be a doer of the word and not just a hearer. Because when you hear but do not do, then you deceive your own selves. Yeah, you can bewitch your own self. How that would be is if you were told God loves children. And you hear that. And you go and vote for somebody who wants to kill the child in the womb. Pick the mother over the child. And have you pay for it. Mm-hmm. You're a hearer. You hear God loves children, an innocent child. And you go ahead and you vote for politicians. You push and vote for laws, raise money. You rally and protest against changing that. See, you're a hearer if you're even told that, but you're not a doer. So what happens is when you hear but don't do, you forget who you are. So we're told that education is important. Learning is vital. But more than that, doing is what's required. So we want to now continue to move on. And let's look at this one, 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When truth comes to you, your spirit will be set free of darkness, ignorance, maybe in just one area. The light gets a little brighter. You get a little closer. You can see clearer where your feet are walking, what you're speaking and doing. So knowledge is important, but your conscience also of your soul must become unseared, unhardened. You must be sensitive to things. So let's now pick up where we left off in our lessons that you should be learning. Okay. We are going to pick up in part number eight. We had gotten up to number 40. One, in some of the many topics that we're to learn to be a spiritual disciple. Disciple means student, follower. Mm-hmm. We all have to get there. Even a baby is a disciple. It just learns. It's always learning, listening, watching, observing the culture, sounds, people's eyes, gestures. Whether they're receiving love, joy, getting fed, they're always observing. How observant are you of people, of things around you? Are you even interested? Maybe you're not. Maybe you could care less what happens in the world. Maybe you live in sort of an elite world. Maybe you have no money problems. You really don't care what happens in other nations. As long as you're fine, your family's fine, you get lifted up, praised within your area of expertise. Mm -hmm. Everybody's different, but everybody is going to die. And everybody is going to be faced with their spiritual life, their spiritual growth. When that happens, can't take any gold with you, can't take a house, a car. Maybe you just want an Oscar. You can put it in your grave with you, but your spirit cannot take it. Uh -uh. Won't go with you. Not one jewel. I even look at my wedding ring. See it right there? 
That was my grandmother's. It's beautiful. And I wear it to the grave. And this physical body, you know how they go, turn to dust and there's bones. That beautiful ring will not go into heaven with me. This body won't go. Nothing in this house I'm sitting in will go. Nothing. Just my forever person. And his deeds, his thoughts, his imaginations, what he has done, not done, what God he serves, what family he's in. That goes, the spirit part of us. So let's continue on with some spiritual classes and learning we need to do. All right, number 42. We need to learn what pride is and what it does. Pride began many a people's downfall. Mm -hmm. We learn about pride by studying Satan. Mm -hmm. The Bible and the book of Ezekiel will tell us a lot about that. Number 43, learning what the mind of Christ is. How do you know what you're to think on? Developing your spiritual mind. If you don't know the example to look at. Mm -hmm. The mind of Christ. What is that? Who is Christ? How do we develop this Christ mind in us? See? That would be probably a whole year teaching. Just on that one. Number 44. Learning how to produce the fruit of the spirit. What does that mean? What's fruit? How do you produce fruit of the spirit? What is the spirit? My spirit? The Holy Spirit? If you, These are all things that a good teacher would be teaching to you. And you might hear it in many other ways. Maybe movies. Maybe in a service somewhere, a conference, a webinar, in a book, you might get one fruit. How do you teach what the fruit is? What is the fruit of the Spirit? Mm -hmm. I usually go by topics. It takes a long time to study this. Years and years growing and nourishing, drinking in. That's right. Number. Number 45. Learning how to use the talents and the gifts you have been given for the kingdom of heaven. What's a talent? What's a gift? What do you mean that I've been given? What's the kingdom of heaven? See, just in that one area. There's a lot of topics to study. Slowly, carefully, word by word. Do you know God used to have me write down every single word of a scripture? Even the word be, B-E. Then I had to look that up in the dictionary. He was helping me to broaden out my viewpoint and put the word spiritual in front of everything. It would sound like this. Spiritually learning how to spiritually use the spiritual talents and the spiritual gifts. You, O forever person, have been spiritually given for the spiritual kingdom of heaven. I had to write those out when I would read the Bible, which is the authorized King James Bible, I had to put that word spiritual in front of everything. Because I learned that these words I was to be reading, the knowledge I was to be studying was spiritual. It was for my spirit man, my forever person. So I had to learn to put that word in front. So then each time I'm reading, I would hear as we'll listen to it again. Number 45, spiritually learning 
That told me my spirit must be learning how to spiritually use the spiritual talents. When I would do this, it definitely separated out spiritual from the natural, spiritual from the flesh, spiritual from the soul or the physical body. And that helped me to understand. You may want to do that also. You put the word spirit or spiritual. So I'll read it to you again with the word spiritual. Number 45, spiritually learning. Right there, I am told that my spirit, the one that will live after death, my forever person, must spiritually learn. Spiritually, how to use spiritual talents. My spirit must learn how to use things, develop things, spiritual talents, things I'm given, and spiritual gifts that has been given to me spiritually for the spiritual kingdom of heaven. When I would read it that way, it made sense. The Bible began to make sense to me. My spiritual life became clearer. I was learning about a realm I did not see in the natural. Because they don't talk like this in most religious services. So we, as sitting in the pews or in the mosque or the synagogues, we don't get much. We're trying. And you can be diligent in your efforts. You can be a student, but not of the spiritual nature. Mm-hmm. Number 46. I'll read it to you with the word spiritual there. Number 46. Spiritually learning. My spiritual place in the spiritual body of the spiritual Christ. See how it sounds? Now, if you read it without the word spiritual, it sounds this way. Number 46, learning your place in the body of Christ. That could mean I'm supposed to be a minister, volunteer. What do I do? I just had a precious young man. He makes gears and uh, machine parts over in India. And he is asking me for teaching, to learn what is his purpose for himself and for some healing. Now, he said soul, but he and it probably does need it. That's the area of the mental health, our feelings and emotions that we all see and feel. But he needs some spiritual as well. Number 47. Spiritually learning how to spiritually stay awake. Most of you are very weak in spirit. You go into trances. When fear comes, you pass out. You blank out. You can be knocked out. I saw that in my own son when he was a young man. I was sick and he was driving a car and some precious men from multi-generational Satanism, wanted to protect me. They loved me and would protect me. They knocked his spirit out. It was a weak one. It didn't get a lot of word. And they drove the car through his body to make sure I was safe. They can't knock me out. They've tried. So you have to learn about being spiritually awake. What causes your spirit to Go to sleep. Does it sleep? Does it pass out when it's afraid? Does it get paralyzed? Can it be knocked out by other powerfully strong spirits? Number 48. Spiritually learning. How to spiritually know holy spiritual revelations 
from intellectual, earthly knowledge. Mm -hmm. Those of you that are from other galaxies, when we look through our telescopes, and you too probably, we can see in the natural world billions of galaxies. Mm -hmm. We can see them. But we don't understand that that is a shadow of the spiritual realm. And there's spiritual beings out there. Mm -hmm. Number 49, spiritually learning. See, that's different. I say just the word learning. You might think earthly knowledge, factual stuff that you can see with your natural eyes or hear with your earthly ears or even taste with your earthly biological tongue and taste buds or feel with your earthly hands. So I like to use the word spiritual. So 49, spiritually learning how not to spiritually follow man, the flesh, the world, the devil, and even our own lust. That's a lot in that one. Well, what do you mean by man? That's a good question. What's the flesh? What's the world? The devil? We don't believe in him. Our own lust? So you could take that one thing and just stay months on following man versus God. What is the flesh? So there's a lot for you to learn spiritually. And you must learn about the world, the flesh, the devil, and yourself. Number 50. Learning how to worship spiritually in spirit and truth. Your spirit, your forever person, must learn how to spiritually worship with spiritual knowledge and truth of the one true God, agape love. Typically, our spirits want to worship. We see that in every age of civilization. We're all trying to worship gods, have gods in our life, worship them, pray to them, Mm -hmm. serve them as obedient servants. Mm -hmm. We think we know the truth. A lot of it's been passed down through culture, history, stories, our family, our ancestors. Mm -hmm. So we have to study all of that. Number 51, spiritually learning how to go to the spiritual throne room of the kingdom of heaven. And stand before the king. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been to the spiritual throne room? Don't you know what a throne room is? We see a little bit on earth. That there's somebody to sit on the throne. It's a seat of authority and power. Well, how are you supposed to act? Some countries know how to do that. Because they still have some form of a king or a queen, monarch. Uh, Most of us don't. We wouldn't know whether to bow or stand or sit or talk or what. We have no understanding of the throne, the throne room, the king. It means nothing. We have have no examples in our life. Most of you have never been to the spiritual throne room. Of the kingdom of heaven. Now you can go there. And you can visit. And if it's not your time. For your biological body. To pass away. To die. You can't stay. Mm -hmm. We need you. All right. Number. 52. Spiritually learning. How to spiritually live. In the spirit the Holy Spirit. Now there's other spirits out there. There's only one spirit realm. And yeah, it has got a 
it's got kingdoms in it, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness, which means ignorance. You've got to study that. That's why I love to watch mythological movies, science fiction movies, fantasy movies, because they're looking and they're seeing doorways into other realms, nations and people and creatures, Mm -hmm. good ones and bad ones. Mm-hmm. You have to study and then believe. Number 53, spiritually learning how to abide, stay in, believe, trust in the words of spirit and truth of agape love. His words. Sometimes it's hard because you believe them, but You see nothing happening. So what does abiding mean? What are his words of spirit and life? Lots to study. Number 54, spiritually learning. How not to spiritually fret and be anxious, fearful for anything. Your spirit can be fearful. Or at peace. It can fret. Be downcast. And your soul. Shows us the many variety emotions. Of the spirit. Mm -hmm. It's a reflection. It's a helpmate. It is showing us. The condition of our spirit. If we'll look. Mm -hmm. And if our soul is. (laughs) If it's. Not right. It tells us our spirit is not right. That's right. So we have to study about our spiritual mental health, so to speak. And how not to worry and be upset and be angry or be fearful. That's what the word anxious means. Many people misuse that word. and They should be using instead of saying, I'm anxious to meet you, which means I'm fearful. To meet you, they should say, I'm eager to meet you. So I've noticed that a lot. People are even misusing words. Number 55, spiritually learning how to live in the spiritual kingdom of God, the present, but looking for the future spiritually. Studying spiritual time, events. Seasons. Mm -hmm. Got to study the spiritual kingdom. And learn about it. Is its time the same as down here? Or where you're from? Are there mornings? Evenings? Do seasons come and go? How is time regulated in the eternal? That would be interesting to study. Number 56. Spiritually learning how to spiritually clearly hear the spiritual voice of the Lord and to spiritually know it is him. Well, how do you do that? There's a test Mm -hmm. in the Bible. It's called try every spirit because not all of the spirits are of God. That's right. And you have to study that. You ask the spirit, what master do you serve? And they might say, the Lord. And you go, that's not good enough. They have to say this. I serve the Lord, Christ Jesus, who came in the flesh, sent by his father, the king of the kingdom of heaven. Walked on the earth for 33 years. Voluntarily went to a cross, died. Went to hell and rose again. And now sits on the right hand of his father. In the throne room of the kingdom of God. I serve that Lord and master. Christ Jesus. If that voice cannot say that. Then it's not of God. It's a test. Mm -hmm. I think it's in 2 John 1, 4. Mm -hmm. Study it. Use it. Because the enemy of you, your adversary, 
can make his voice sound sweet. He can be, he's a changeling, sort of. He can change to a woman if that's what pleases you. An animal, a child. He will change his voice to make you be deceived and bewitched, thinking you're hearing from this God, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Did you know your spiritual enemy can come through other human beings? Talk to through them? Talk through animals. Mm-hmm. Come in your dreams. You study that a lot. I had to, because I knew nothing about it. Number 57, spiritually learning. How to spiritually know when Satan, the adversary of you and God, is spiritually talking to you. Mm -hmm. I had to learn to listen and look at eyes, to listen to words, to pay attention. Mm-hmm. A lot to learn about that. I don't tell that to the counselor you might be going to, that you hear Satan talking to you. You need some medication. Number 58. Spiritually learn when you are spiritually talking to yourself. There needs to be a lot of inner dialogue between your spirit and your soul. Your soul needs to speak to your physical body. There was a young man named King David, the second king of ancient Israel. You'll learn about him in the Bible, the book. And what happened was his soul would get downcast, depressed, fearful, sad. And his spirit would rise up and here's what it sounded like. Oh, my soul. That's the spirit of David. Why are you so downcast today? Let's go up to the Lord, you and I, spirit and soul. Let's go praise him, sing to him, go into his presence. For I'm not going to let you stay like that. King David had to do that. It's called inner work, inner healing. Some people would need their spirit, would need to talk to their inner child in their soul. And say, you're not alone, little one. Come, let's go to the Father spiritually. Pastor Deborah does that when my soul is angry, when my soul is saddened, depressed, tired. My spirit will rise up and say, uh uh, we aren't staying in those thoughts. We're going together, you and I, spirit and soul, into the presence of God, into His Word. We're going to think about it, love on Him, praise Him, worship Him. Thank him together, spirit and soul. Mm -hmm. That's what this is saying. And you have to learn how to do that from your spirit to your soul. Your soul must learn to speak to your body and say, you aren't going to eat that. We aren't going to look at that. We are not going to participate in that. No, we ain't doing that. Nope. It's off limits. I don't care what you think or how much pain you give me. We are going to clean up ourselves. That's right. The soul and the physical body are interconnected. The body has been the soul's way of reaching out to the natural world, feeling it, communicating with it, receiving information back to make the soul feel better. Or it's also the way through the physical body to produce fear. Torment, vexation to the soul. Have to study those two parts also. You have a lot to learn. Because you're a three-part being, a spirit, a soul, and a physical body. It's a kingdom, a system. It's interconnected. But it sometimes is a mess and needs a lot of work. And I want to end right here with this number 58. We have a few more classes that I want to go through as just a beginning Mm -hmm. for you to study when you become a new creature in Christ and you begin to walk out of Mirkwood and you rise up 
breathe the free air. And all the bewitchment and the spells drop off of your spirit. And your spirit wants to be free of the soul, the hurts, the wounds, the memories. Mm -hmm. And it can be. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have brought here today. To hear your words of spirit and life through agape love by the Holy Spirit, our spiritual teacher. Father, all those who want to be your spiritual child, make it happen. Even if they're from a far galaxy and they don't really know you yet, but they know they're supposed to be. Father, birth them anew, a creature a being a child of you, your image and your likeness, that they may look like this, shining out to others that live in Mirkwood, the dark forest of confusion, darkness, and evilness in their worlds. Father, give them all a Hebrews 4.12 spiritual experience, a spiritual circumcision, from their souls, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Father, be about your work of fulfilling Isaiah 61 and 62 for them. Only you can do this. Only you can reach out to the far galaxies beyond our understanding. Father, reach reach with your agape love. Don't leave one planet one galaxy, one living creature, one being untouched. Father, go where no one can go but you. Do what only you can do for all living creatures. Father, we thank you that you are about your work here through this video, this teaching. Help us to become students of you, disciples. Help us to not only hear you, but to obey you. Help us to learn, Father. Teach us with teachers of your choosing. Help us, Father. We need all we can get in the name of Christ Jesus. Okay. See you in the next part. I think I got one more part of spiritual discipleship. Then I'm going to tell you a wonderful story to show you how when you get education and knowledge, it applies in your life. All right, I'll see you then. Bye-bye.